So Jess, we're going to do our Valentine's episode. Do you know where to start? Do you know where we're going to start with the episode? Opening a bag of candy hearts? That's a great idea. Let's do that. Put them on the table and see what they spell out. What's the matter? He just dumped them all over the table and some fell on the floor and now April's getting them. No, 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 no. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> okay, so I really did dump a bag of candy hearts on the table without Jessica knowing. And I've known that's what I wanted to do for this opening for three weeks. The placemat's all nasty and chalky now. Placemats can be... Here, we just pick it up and we just dust it off over the floor. <laughs> April will continue to eat it. <laughs> she's, yeah. She's our Roomba. <laughs> um, I did put some together to spell something out for fun, Danny. Okay. Text me, sweet piece. <laughs> text me, sweet piece. Don't we all in this year, 2020, need to text each other, sweet piece? We do. It's so lovely. That's nice. It's true. Well, yes, happy Valentine's Day to everyone. This is coming out two days before Valentine's Day. Unless you're listening on Valentine's Day. It still came out two days before Valentine's Day, but now it's Valentine's Day. Also, if you're listening to this in the future, just keep... <laughs> Do you want me to stop? You get it. Um, yeah, so Candy Hearts. We're talking about the song Candy Hearts this week because it is they because Reliant K has a Valentine's Day EP. That's right. Yep. Um, I I don't rem- I don't know if we have any top of the show business. Oh, we definitely have one thing. So last week we talked about can't complain, right? And we have never owned a physical copy. Jessica doesn't seem to like the taste of candy hearts. I mean, they're not vegan. I was only going to have one, and I was like, these are not good. They're not as, like, they're not as crunchy as I thought. Yeah, they don't taste like they did when we were kids. They're They're not, like, flavored. Oh, yeah, no, these are flavored. It says right here. Oh, I'm not a fan. This tastes like fake banana, I think. Oh, no, uh, yeah. Wintergreen, banana, (laughs) orange, lemon, cherry, and grape. (laughs) Wintergreen. I wonder, like... They used to, and I keep getting them, I I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, I had to take it out of my mouth. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast yet, but I I have adult braces, and this, I had this one in my mouth, and it keeps getting caught underneath my braces. What did you do with it? Throw it away. (laughs) There, it's gone. So, I'm wondering, did, were, were, were candy hearts, oh, this is something, well, I'll get into what they're actually called. But are these type of candy hearts t- sung about in the song, were they originally flavorless? Or like, did they have one flavor? And then people like debated like, oh no, if you have a purple one, it tastes like grape. And like, that wasn't true. Just people assumed it. Like how, what are they called? Uh, Shamrock shakes were like debatably flavorless for a long time. And then one day McDonald's was like, okay, we're actually, we're going to tell yeah, I you. Yeah, they had mint in them. Yeah. But there's like people debate if there's actually flavoring in them. Mm. I don't think they were advertised as mint for oh. a long time. I think they were just green milkshakes. Oh. I think it was just green <laughs> vanilla and people were imagined mint. And then eventually McDonald's was like, it's like 
like Berenstein, Berenstein's sort of thing. Right. But they were like, we're actually going to put start putting mint. And then they started advertising them as shamrock shakes flavored with mint. When we were kids, candy hearts used to come in a box and they tasted like um, those like candy cigarettes where it's just mm-hmm. that sort of like chalky Yeah, like a sugar. powder, more powdery. Yeah. These ones are a little bit like, they are hard, but they're like a little spongier. They're not spongy, but they're not yeah, I know what like you mean. chalky. Although there's chalk all over the table now. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I was saying <laughs> about last week's song, we never have owned a physical copy of Collapsible Lung. Uh, but then there's a person named Luke Morrow, who I know from from uh, Facebook, and he sold me, he's like selling, he was selling a bunch of his MXPX and Reliant K stuff. And based, most of the stuff he had for MXPX, I already owned. But he had a bunch of records that I bought off of him for Reliant K because we still had like holes in our vinyl collection. One of them was Collapsible Long. So we own our very first copy of Collapsible Long. Isn't it wonderful, Jessica, to see the nice big vinyl copy of Collapsible Long? You're staring at it. You're looking at it. The artwork is unsettling. <laughs> you just realized that? With the swirly like wood grain on the lung? Yeah, and the like, um, it looks like there's like strings or something wrapped around the Is the this the lung of the deathbed guy? Who was smoking Maybe. too many ciggies? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, when I so we've never owned a physical copy of Collapsible Long. So I'm like, oh, let me read through some of the liner notes because we haven't ever done that in the three Collapsible Long episodes we've done. And I'm reading it, and song five is what we did last week, Can't Complain. And where is it? It says, guitar, bass, and drums on track five, performed by... Sadler Vadden, Adam Gardner, and John Radford, respectively. I'm like... Oh, you know, classic the- Reliant K members. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> and I don't even know, like, who are those... I haven't looked into it. I was just like, wait a second. That's like... Because it says up here, it says the top. Reliant K, Matthew Thiessen, Matthew Hoops, Ethan Luck, Jonathan Schneck, John Warren. And then you, like, see, like, people who played certain instruments or who produced what songs. But it just says... Track five was performed by all of these other people. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. <laughs> Interesting. I wish we'd realized that last week. So this bears further study and investigation. We got to look into those <laughs> names because we don't even know. <laughs> Jessica just had another candy heart and she forgot she doesn't. That would be the wintergreen you had. It's you still really don't like it? I wanted to taste the wintergreen. <laughs> it's really awful. I thought it would taste like... What did that one like, say? Delightful toothpaste or something. Oh. I think it said, uh, call me. <laughs> but anyway, we were thinking recently, we don't know the names of any of the people who, who perform who are currently post-collapsible lung. <laughs> right. So we need to start you know, learning who those people are and studying up. I don't know if these names are people who were involved later in the band, but I would assume since... We think of Collapsible Lung as like a big feature guest album that maybe it's not. Yeah. So, yes, that deserves further study. I don't know what's going on there, but it seems like it's not Reliant K. Like, apparently it's just, it doesn't even say Matt Hoops. Like, I would think like maybe Hoops and Thiessen and then like a bunch of extra people if, if like the vibe of the song was different from, especially, oh yeah, because they talked about. Hoops talked about how they redid the song a bunch of times. So I'm like, did yeah. these guys redo the song a bunch of times? Or did they do it a bunch of times and then 
get these guys to come in and like actually polish it because they weren't liking those remember they were like there was a gorilla's sound to it or whatever and then i even commented on how the live version of can't complain is a little bit more bluesy guitar not really not not really bluesy but slightly more on a blues thing than a reggae thing so i'm like but ethan i was gonna say i was gonna say does the members of reliant cape can't play reggae but that's not true because ethan luck is totally a reggae ska guy right yeah so i don't know anyway there's that. So here is our vinyl copy of number 14. Yep. Because February 14th. The artwork <laughs> on the back of the Collapsible Lung album is even more unsettling than the front. So I had to turn it over because What's you set it back? down next to me. This, oh, the, yeah. the tree lung thing is kind of bothering me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it's just a picture of a house. I've never seen the back of Collapsible Lung. But yeah, it's a pair of lungs that are made out of like tree branches and I don't even know what's going on over here. It's like a tree branch with like weird, <laughs> like growths on it. A, ma- a map of a town. It's unsettling. Yeah. The lung. I'll part. put it down here. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this week we were talking about candy hearts. I don't have the whole thing. The thing with the holes, like you do. What is that? Oh, trichophobia? right, trichophobia. I have trichophobia. That's relatable to trichophobia, but it wasn't bothering me. Should we talk about trichophobia? So, because I was gonna say that's not like a trichophobic thing, but that's like keying off something in me that might <laughs> right. key off that in you. I wonder if, um, although we went to Las Vegas once and there was this artwork in the room, there was like this wood right. that had these weird holes in it, and it bothered both of us. And we put two of the towels from from the bathroom from the bathroom over it for our holes. And we had limited towels, but <laughs> we needed to sacrifice those two towels and go up on across the artwork. <laughs> So, yeah, so I wonder if this collapsible lung, I, were they predicting popcorn lung? Because you know about popcorn lung? I haven't looked it up, but apparently, like, the disease that people are getting from vaping is called popcorn lung. Like, the bad oh. vapes with, like, too much moisture or whatever that gets in people's lungs. Oh. That's what the condition's called. And all, I've only heard people talk about it. And one time I heard someone talk about it, and they're like, it looks exactly like what it sounds like. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> I don't think that's what this cover of Collapsible Lung looks like. But yeah, I have like trichophobia, where basically I have a fear of holes, like unnatural grouping of holes or circles, like mostly circles. And it developed and this the trichophobia hit the news a couple of years ago because of the advertising for one of the American Horror Story seasons. Yeah. Because there was that there was like a, a, the, the poster was like a woman who had a tongue with octopus uh, suckers on the bottom mm-hmm. and people were getting really upset about that because they had trichophobia and I didn't know what it was called I was like that's what I have yeah and the iPhone the the iPhone 11 which I don't know if they still do the three oh, right it was thing yeah. that really bothered Danny too he was like I'll right. never get that phone <laughs> it's basically like groupings of holes or circles like some a lot of common things that get trichophobics don't get me like polka dots and uh, beehives don't get me because I know what those things are logically, rationally. I know what those things are. I've seen those things my whole life. But artwork and certain things where you don't those expect to see holes. flowers bother you. Lotus leaves are a famous example of what sets off a trichophobic. And I didn't have trichophobia most of my life. And I just got it because I had a really, really bad dream about holes and rotting and stuff. Sorry for upsetting anyone out there as I'm talking about this. It's upsetting me a little bit to talk about, but... So you don't like the, the book Holes or the movie based on the book starring Shia LaBeouf? 
No, I Does guess that bother not. You? Yeah, that's actually what the movie Honey Boy is about. He's like, after he worked on holes, it set off his trichophobia, and he went crazy and started getting drunk. And anyway, um, so let's forget all about that stuff, and let's think about love and fun and niceness because it's in hearts because it's Valentine's Day. And yeah, we have our copy of the seven inch number fourteen. So Candy Hearts is the first track off of the Truly Madly Deeply EP, which is what it's called when you listen to it on streaming. It's got that cover with the blue background and the Candy Heart that says the title of the album. If you have this on vinyl, though, as they've been known to do, they renamed it for the vinyl version, and this is called Number 14, because it's the 14th 7-inch that they put out, and obviously it ties in in that same five score and seven years ago like playful way of this you know february 14th 14th seven inch seven is divisible within 14 it's two sevens give you 14 we got two seven inches with this we got the friday the 13th one with the number 14 we got both two seven inches equal 14 14 february 14th this is our 14th episode (laughs) wait no it's not so um, I guess we don't have any topics real business. So if you want, we can just get right into the song. Yeah, for sure. So Savage Garden is an Australian pop duo. They started in 1994. Right. <laughs> As I'm sorry, I put another candy heart in my mouth. I'm chewing it this time. As we've previously brought up, Jessica is upset that the Truly Madly Deeply EP does not have a cover of Truly Madly Deeply. Yeah. Because a Savage Garden cover seems totally down Reliant K's alley with all the stuff that's on K for karaoke. like Absolutely. STP and Africa and Weezer like kind of goes along with that. 90s rock. I mean, Africa's not 90s rock, but you know what I mean. They didn't need to do the Justin Bieber song. They should have done a Savage Garden song. Yeah. Teason's just reconnecting with his Canadian roots there. Oh, I missed it. Did you say that Savage Garden's a Canadian group? They're Australian. Oh, they're Australian. Oh, when he covered Justin Bieber, he's yeah. reconnecting to his Canadian roots. I got it. Go. I got it. <laughs> I'm following you. So, when did you? So, have you had you listened to the the Truly Madly Deeply EP very much before we started doing this podcast? No, because I think I checked it out maybe once. Yeah. Same thing with Look On Up, and I. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, they just came out and we're like, because on Spotify, because my Spotify will tell me when artists that I follow have new albums out. I don't know if your Apple Music does the same no, thing. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> so, oh, I, I, it might. There's like a for you section. I never go to it, but. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, some new Reliant K songs. And I checked them out. I'm like, oh, this is actually, I, I really love the Candy Heart song, but we'll, <laughs> we can talk about it. Well, I guess I'll just say it now. So, my feelings on this song. Is it's like Candy Hearts, where it's like too much of it at once makes me sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like sometimes I'll listen to this song and it's just so cool. Yeah. It's just so rocking and like I love it. It's really raw. It's really raw, but it's also like there's like deceptively very little there, not in a bad way. Like in a stripped down, like here's what he just here's what we wrote and we just put it on record. Like and I, I'm pretty sure they recorded this in this in the. On alive on a stage with no audience, like they did right, for creepy yeah. EP. I think I creepier EP. So. so, but the thing is with this song, it's like so. It's not. It's to say something sugary makes you think like sugary pop, but that's not what I mean. It's like this song is just such a 
kick-ass pop punk song <laughs> right <laughs> like or it's, it's more like a jawbreaker it's like a, this like jawbreaker like 90s pseudo pop punk like alternative rock sort of sound that when i sometimes i'll listen to it and i'll be like i want to listen to this song 20 times in a row right. and by the time i'm done 20 times in a row i'm like it, the, the feeling has worn off like if i ate a bowl of candy hearts or a bag <laughs> of candy hearts i'd be like i don't want any more candy hearts <laughs> or any kind of candy really this is like the closest to punk Reliant K has gotten since All Work No Play. I guess so, but we talk about the Christmas album though. Also, has those like oh, Blink One Eighty Two elements and yeah. those. This yeah. is a little. This is a little uh, rougher than that, though. I think. Right. Yeah. That's why I equated to like Jawbreaker, mm-hmm. which is funny because Jawbreaker is a type of candy, and Candy Hearts are a type of candy. <laughs> but it's got it, it, this. This is yeah. This is like pop punk but it's also very like 90s alternative rock like that kind of 90s alternative rock that went more towards the pop punk Mm -hmm. side of stuff because when i think of like 90s rock so much of grunge was influenced by metal and punk and like all kinds of different stuff like when you you know but then i'm trying to i i definitely don't have the language to describe it but i think you know what i mean possibly like grunge had a number of different kind of influences that came together in a in a slightly versatile but very like emotionally singular sound whereas punk rock had one particular sort of sound you know Mm -hmm. that is more yeah i don't know how to describe what i'm saying but i think you get what i'm maybe you get what i'm saying (laughs) definitely don't have the language to say what i'm trying to say um all the songs on this in this entire ep well all three songs that is Mm -hmm. are really diverse um i guess happy valentine's and bmi valentine match a little bit more but yeah there's that sort of 80s southern rock with a little rockabilly flair to uh valentine's and then bmi is like a folk acoustic kind of story song and then yeah like candy hearts is like very punk to me and i dig the other two songs yeah. Like, I really enjoy every song on this EP. Right. Like, if I listen... But the, the two ways I'll listen to those other two songs is either I'll listen to all three songs in a row, or I'll just listen to this first song 20 times in a row, <laughs> and then be not listen to the other two songs. And that's typically Fair. how I listen to this album. Um, I didn't write a lot of notes on the song itself, right? But we... Right before we started, we were talking about the lyrics. Yeah. And you were like, did you understand the lyrics to this song? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. I think I understood everything. And I just like, I sat there and read me the lyrics. And I'm like, yep, 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 totally got it. <laughs> the only lyric I got, I understood. And when she, after she read them out loud, I'm like, that's, I heard every lyric when I listened to the song. I got everyone except when he says, um, think I'm in no shape for the sushi bar is the lyric, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Think I'm in no shape for the sushi bar. Thinking I'm in no shape for the Thinking sushi I'm bar. Thinking I'm in yeah. no shape for the sushi bar. Every time I've heard that lyric until you told me it right before we recorded, I thought it was think I'm in no shape for the suit she bought. Right? Which That works. It works because I I pictured they're going on a Valentine's date and he thinks he's in no shape. For the suit that she must have right, bought like her he, yeah. to wear to their Valentine's Day. Right. And I was like, I interpreted it. And even though this is a misheard lyric, I interpreted it as like, she's trying to dress him up nice for their date. And he feels like a slob. And he's like, he's in no shape for it. Yeah. He's like, he's, you know, he he's 
he's he feels like a and because it's a common theme in romantic Reliant K songs to say that the girl is like more or higher or like more together than right. Tyson. Yeah, that's a common lyric for yeah. Tyson to write romantically. <laughs> is that the girl is out of his league. There's literally a song where he says, your, your jersey will look better than mine because you're out of my league. Yep. So I thought it, that's what I thought it was. But then when you read to me and you're like, think I'm in no shape for the sushi bar. I was like, oh, okay. And I liked my lyric better because I think it told a whole I little like story. I better too, yeah. She goes, she picks him out of suit. She knows his size. He puts it on, but he doesn't feel like emotionally in shape for it. Oh, well, I was going to say that's just how, how it works with us. We're like, I will buy you clothes and then come home with them. And then you'll be you'll like try them on and they'll be your size, but they won't fit. Yeah, I'm literally in no shape for them. Like she she knows my size, but like a lot of clothes aren't cut for me. Yeah. Because I have big shoulders. And we'll be like, oh, if I lose a lot of little weight, I'll fit into. Sometimes we'll be like, well, if I start losing weight, I'll fit into this. But other things I'll put on and it'd be like, if, it doesn't matter if I lose weight. The, the shoulders are too slim on this one. So, this let's talk about the lyrics. Do you want to talk more about the lyrics? Sure. Um, I need to pull <laughs> them up on my phone. We For once, we're coming to this, and I'm like, I mean, I get it, but I kind of don't get it. Oh. The lyrics? Like, I had never really listened to the lyrics before. There's a lot of, like, that, like, sort of punk raw sort of sh- shout singing in this song. So oh, okay. I had never really listened to anything outside of candy hearts before right okay <laughs> i guess since i understood the lyrics i've already digested the song a and little this bit is more a song that have... you you visit rather quite frequently and right. i've only listened to it a few times we were, also this is a phone that's this is a phone this is a song that is on the hard drive of my phone mm-hmm. like i only have a select number of songs that i actually physically put mp3s on and because i bought this on itunes when I bought it after we started the podcast, because I was like, we don't own, there's no way to, I, I didn't realize at the time that the seven inch existed, but I was like, oh, there's no way to own this song physically other than the seven inch. There's no CD or whatever. So I decided to buy them on iTunes. And we talked about it previously when I mentioned about how I only buy something on iTunes like every two years and Party in the USA was one of the things that I bought 10 years ago. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I was perusing the lyrics. That's fine. <laughs> and, and not paying attention. So because this is on my phone, I listen to it a little bit more often. And sometimes if I just want to get jazzed up or like I'm so oh, when we were tra- when we were flying recently, I was like, I, I was tired of podcasts. They weren't helping. I wanted to listen to some music and I only had the select songs on my phone. So I listened to Candy Hearts like, again, 20, 30 times in a row. Um, so the, well, let's dig through the lyrics a little bit and I'll help you try to figure it out. Don't know where to start. I'm just going to skip the pre-court to the pre-verse. Don't know where to start. Open in a bag of candy hearts. We'll lay them on the table one by one. See if we can make up something fun. Should be easy because you're so true. Baby girl. Well, I love you. So it's like. I feel like those are the only, the baby girl. Well, I love you part is, yeah. the, is what they got from the candy hearts. So you want to. <laughs> You want to do what they did and put some candy hearts on the table and see what we make up? You and me. Does that say Groot? It says goat. You and me, goat. Let's hang. XOXO, BFF, gal pal. I see a call me. Is there a maybe? I love that there's a gal pal one. 
just gals me and And there's a number there's a couple of ones that are like cut off and really what is this L Y M I? What does that mean? I guess I'm not young enough to know what that L Y M I? L Y M I. I don't think I'm getting this wrong. Let's look that up real quick. L Y M I. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Am I saying I at the end? L Y M Y. Love me like you do. Love, love, love me like you do. Maybe. Love you, miss you is what I'm seeing on the free dictionary acronyms. I guess. Love you, miss you. Okay. Totes. (laughs) (laughs) So let's lay some candy hearts out and make a story. Nice. I need to put away our Christmas decorations. What should we use to store them? Totes. (laughs) DM me. Call me. LOL. Okay. (laughs) These millennial candy hearts. Anyway. Oh, man. When I was doing my research this week, I found out that they have dirty candy hearts. Oh, I see. And I was like, man, I wish we had gotten some of those. That would have been amazing. (laughs) We could make a great story out of those. And then I was like, I wonder if they're like those sex dice things. Remember when sex dice were all the rage a few years ago? A little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Because that's, like that's like a thing you buy at Spencer Gifts. Yep. I'm sure you can still get those at Spencer Gifts. I'm, I'm sure. All the rage. No, I don't know if they were all the rage, <laughs> but I remember they existed. I remember them being like a thing. They were in the media and stuff. So going back to verse two, don't know where to start. Bathing in the alley by the rusted cars. Now that's my first indication that this is literal Tyson right here. He's I taking think- a bath in an alley. Well, bathing doesn't mean he's bathing in water. He's bathing in the alley by the rusted car. I don't know. Bathing could be... In the light, in the street light. Bathing in the light or something. But I'm saying by verse two, I think we start to so you see literal Tyson. Do you think that this is about a bar brawl? Because he talks about... Right. So bathing in the alley by the rusted cars, thinking I'm in no shape for the sushi bar, but who's looking anyway? No one's looking anyway. And I've got these sparring scars from a tangle with a dumpster in the parking lot. And I wish there was a sofa in a comfy spot where I could waste the day away, but not today. I feel like this is literal Tyson. Like, I, I don't know exactly what he's, sing, what he's talking about. So he got drunk and angry and decked the halls and bruised his hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's talking about getting in a fight with a dumpster. So obviously that's not like a literal thing. But I'm saying, like, maybe there, there's a story that he's just giving us tiny little pieces, little clues about his day. But because we see Literal Teeson so much, and there are songs on this EP that are not Literal Teeson, like particularly BMI Valentine seems to be a fictional story. Yeah. And we talk about Literal Teeson all the time, like with songs like uh, What Have You Been Doing Lately, where we just theorize that sometimes Teeson just writes us, or Seventeen Magazine, where something happened recently in Tyson's life a week or two ago, and he just writes a song about that, right. flat out about that, and then that starts to that starts to not be the only version of Tyson, like with Deathbed, and you know with Runnin'. with with Run with Running and with songs on Collapsible Lung, you start to get you know more like fictional ideas and like maybe concepts that are true to him emotionally, but not literally things that happened in his life. I feel like. These little, like, 
tiny morsels of something that literally happened in his life. Like he remembers being, he remembers about to go to a sushi bar and he doesn't feel like he's up for it. He doesn't feel like he's in shape for it or he's got scars because maybe he had a fight by a dumpster or maybe he had to like climb in a dumpster to get something Mm -hmm. or maybe like that could mean anything. Like, you know, maybe he's taking the trash out. He's taking the trash out and he like, yeah, bruised his hands or maybe like a dumpster. You know how sometimes dumpsters roll away Mm -hmm. down a street? We've seen that happen once or twice. Like not roll all the way down the street, but you know what I mean? Like, or dumpsters in a parking spot. Right? Right. We've seen that before. We've been to like a parking lot here in Los Angeles and there's just a dumpster there. And if we just push the dumpster up against the wall, we can take the parking spot. Maybe it was something like that. Maybe he needed to push the dumpster out of the way, but he fell or bruised his hand or something. Who knows? It's poetry, Jessica. What do you want from me? (laughs) Uh, Verse three. Don't know where to start. Oh, it's it's the same one. It's the same. Third verse. Same as the second. Um, Chorus. I don't know where to start. I guess it's it's all just repeats of what we set up to this. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Chorus. We didn't say the chorus yet. I don't know where to start while I'm remembering candy hearts. As complicated as we are, it's not so hard. We've got these trusty cards hidden in the pockets of our leotards. And as complicated as we are, it's not so hard. So leotards don't have pockets. So you think Tyson's literally wearing a leotard that happens to have pockets? Or is this like talking about when you're a kid and maybe you're like a ballerina or a gymnast or something and you have your leotard on and you're tucking your your cardboard Tiny Toons card away in your pocket for later that the boy you have a crush on gave you? Maybe he's using leotard because it fits the rhyme better but maybe he more means like yoga pants or gym pants or something like that not yoga whatever i'm just saying yoga maybe he means like gym gym Mm -hmm. pants or something like that like you come you come back from gym class and you're gonna have first of all what i'm about to say if the teachers are like first you go to gym class then you'll come back and have valentine's card exchange that's a horrible schedule right there because you come back all sweaty from gym and you're like here's your here's your card i love you i feel like you'd be like that on a good day though even without gym yeah that's true (laughs) jessica's the one who's allowed to say that um because there's also, skipping ahead to, uh, what's the name? Of, I can only think of the track BMI Valentine. Oh, it's right here. I can tell you. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's. When he says, whatever, but a postmark February 002, mm-hmm. right? I'm skipping ahead to this other song that right. we'll do some other time. But it's it would be postmark February 02 or postmark February 2002. It wouldn't be postmarked 002. Right. He's either cutting the two off of the beginning of 2000 or he's adding an extra O where it doesn't exist. Right. So sometimes you might have to take like liberties with the literal language to make it fit the song a little bit better. So maybe that's a similar thing here where it's it, maybe the image in his mind wasn't a leotard, but it's a word that's close enough to something and it just gets you off the trail. You can't quite peg down what he's exactly singing about. I like the lyrics. I'm just playing devil's advocate with you. <laughs> That's fine. I play devil's advocate with you all the time. Oh, he does. 
<laughs> it's my entire life. Jessica's like, do you want to get Thai food tonight? And I'm like, let me play devil's advocate for a second. And then I argue with her for half an hour. And I'm like, let's just get Thai food. And she's like, well, that's what I suggested. And yeah. I'm like, I know, but I was just playing devil's advocate. Oh, yeah. And we forgot to point out earlier. Yeah. The opening sounds just like chapstick. Right. It's the same sort of chord. Yeah. So hold on. Like, let me let me play it here. Let's play them back to back. Okay, so <laughs> and then that that's Candy Hearts, and then as I'm scrolling, 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 this is Chapstick. It's obviously a different strumming pattern, right? And I think once you there's, there's subtle differences in there. Once the song kicks off. It doesn't exactly sound... It's not the same. It doesn't sound the no. same. No. It's just the in, that intro is yeah. very similar. Right. But that's fine with me. Sorry, I'm rubbing... <laughs> I got candy heart schmutz inside my empty water glass and it's disgusting <laughs> me. There's chalky candy heart crap everywhere. <laughs> oh, and that actually is one other thing I want to say about the song. We're kind of like reaching for things to talk about with the song. Because <laughs> even though Jessica just said like she doesn't really get what's going on in this song, I don't have like any deep theories about the song i'm like it's just a tone it's fun though I yeah like it's song fun a it's a really fun song but it's also so straightforward and punk rock that it's like you know i <laughs> don't have a ton to say about the music and stuff it's cool that they recorded it apparently like in one take all as one band it's mm-hmm. like a live recording basically um but what i was gonna say is um with the candy hearts and how he kind of messes with the the literal words mm-hmm. what you'd say in conversation in conversation what you'd say speaking and then he kind of changes the lyrical thing for it like it might not have been leotards or whatever candy hearts are not i'm sure a lot of people call them candy hearts but they're called conversation hearts that's the brand name hmm. because technically a candy heart can be all kinds of things it can be chocolate it can be gummy it can be like sour. Sour. It could be like you know. Right. There's that can. There's that red candy heart that's kind of skittle esque in its texture. It's got yeah. that crusty outside with yeah. the, the sort of gooey, not quite gummy thing inside. Mm-hmm. Usually they're a little spicy. Sometimes they're kind of spicy. Sometimes they're kind of uh, fruity tasting. So there's all kinds of can quote unquote. I'm using scare quotes. Candy hearts, but these. Officially, we're today we're having Brock's, or is it pronounced Brock's? Brock's Tiny Conversation Hearts. You bought two bags of these. We have to get rid of this other bag now. I'll take it to work. I'll <laughs> give it to people. I bought two bags because I knew my plan to dump the first bag out on the table. <laughs> and I didn't know if that would ruin your plans for anything. So, um, yeah. So... <laughs> That's a great song. I like this song a lot. I just don't feel like I have a ton to say about it other than it's pretty catchy. And the other thing is because it's just, oh, you know, one big difference between this song and Chapstick is Chapstick, obviously the strumming pattern. Like as similar as that opening chord is, it might actually literally be the same chord. The strumming pattern is different because Candy Hearts is just all down strokes or up up and down or whatever. It's like all one thing. And it's like, but with with Chapstick, it's like, it's like a variation, right? Candy Hearts, it does sometimes when I would hear it, give me this sense that it's got to it's got to get somewhere next. I, if someone doesn't like this song, I wouldn't argue with them because it's it is does have this sort of jawbreakery thing where it's just 
it where it's just, now I've got chapstick stuck on my head and I can't quite get it, but it just kind of goes for, straight forward here. Let me play it in the background while I talk about this. Like that doesn't vary. It's just the whole time, right? And so I kind of feel like I want that to get somewhere else. Like, is there some, once it kicks in like this, it's basically this, the whole song, with the exception of that little, like, that little jaunt that happens, like, da 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 you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like a straightforward thing the whole time, and sometimes I hear this song, and I'm expecting, like, it to go to a whole nother place, and it never quite does. But then that's the charm of the song, once you let the song sort of hit you. It's just a very simple, straightforward driving 90s like pseudo pop punk alternative rock sound but i feel like there could be (laughs) any other thing is and i and i found something in my youtube deep dive where apparently they wrote this song really quickly they recorded it like in one in Mm. you know they recorded it in a single take Mm -hmm. what we hear is a single take and that's like the advantage of the song and that's the advantage of this whole these two holiday eps right is that they're like quickly put together things and that's an advantage that a lot of people think of these as like they're more punk rock they like put them together like it's the ramones album like they did them in, they did a whole album in one afternoon so um first thought best thought first thought best thought <laughs> which i'll play it later but one guy, I have a review, a video review of from ARTV, who we've played in the past. He says, like, I love that they threw this together really quickly and they rec- wrote it and recorded it and it was done and it was out there in the world, like overnight, basically, like in the middle of a tour. They did it in the middle of a tour the same way they did right. uh, Creepy, Creepier EP. Did they do this at the same time as Creepier EP or did they do this like a few months later? They did it a few months later. Okay. I'm pretty sure because then we can, we can also watch the live videos I found. They talk in some videos. He's like. This song's coming out pretty soon. We, you know, we just we just wrote this song and we're recording it, and it'll be out hopefully before Valentine's. He jokingly says like hopefully before Valentine's. So it seems like the plan to get this recorded and out there in the world and on streaming really was like by the seat of their pants. Yeah. They like recorded it on tour, got it out there on streaming, and in the middle of the tour overnight in another live video, he's like, this song just came out last <laughs> night. Here it is, and they'd already played it elsewhere on the tour in youtube videos yeah i know they played it a bunch on searching for america right because i found a bunch of different like people's like blogs talking about going to that tour and like hearing this song yeah i can't remember the date of ours but it was not around halloween or valentine so Mm -hmm. we didn't get any of those songs Um, i feel like it was in the summer maybe yeah i think so was he around well it might have been around your maybe not wasn't this around your... What, didn't we see the Searching for America tour around your birthday? Oh, maybe we did. Or was that Tegan and Sarah like the year before? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember now. <laughs> One of them was your birthday. We had dinner, then we went to... Because they were both at the Palladium. Yeah. And I don't remember which one it was. I wish there was some sort of worldwide <laughs> web of information that would tell us yeah. when did Jeez, Reliant nice. K and Switchfoot play the hollywood looking for america palladium. oh yeah and last week i got it right and this week i got it wrong i, I got it wrong first you're all good uh yeah it was literally your birthday oh. <laughs> it was on your birthday <laughs> nice. it was the day of your birthday i don't know why that's such a 
nice detail that I've completely yeah. forgotten over the last <laughs> two years. It's only been like two years and a couple months. Yeah, because didn't they play um, maybe a Christmas song or something in there? Maybe. I think they might have. Let's see. You know, we talk about this last time we saw Reliant K at the Hollywood Palladium all the time. Let's see what they actually played. Um, they played... So, when we saw Reliant K on your birthday, 2016, they played High of 75, Bummin', Don't Blink, The One I'm Waiting For, Who I Am Hates Who I've Been, Air for Free, Mrs. Hippopotamus, Mountaintop, Forget and Not Slow Down, Sahara, Heartache, Crayons Can Melt on Us, Look On Up, I Don't Need a Soul, just a couple more. They played Look On Up? Yeah. That was a new song at the time. I'm pretty sure that came out. I remember oh. that coming out around my birthday. We I both have, are like, November most, babies. I have the most vague memory of that. Moon Rings, Sadie Hawkins Dance, Be My the, Escape, and Deathbed. I was going to say you're in the encore now. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, I could have sworn they played a Christmas song, I guess not. Because we also, when we saw that they played Jefferson Airplane on that tour a bunch, we were like thinking, oh, they must not have played that at ours because we yeah. would definitely remember that. Yeah. Like there's only some there's only a couple songs here that I absolutely remember like entirely like Mrs. Hippopotamus I absolutely yep. remember same um Sahara I really remember because I was like I didn't have that song in my head too much I'm like oh this is a hard song what song is this I'm like oh yeah I remember <laughs> I don't know the t- name of the song because I was yeah. so not good with forgetting not slow down uh, I remember the whole uh, what do you call it encore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. So, um, cool. Anyway, they did not play Candy Hearts. They didn't play any creepy EP. But um, they didn't play any <laughs> Truly Madly Deeply. In the past, I always call this the Candy Hearts EP. Mm. I've said that on this show, and it's not. It's the Truly Madly Deeply EP. Yeah. But it's deceptive because there's nothing... There's no Truly Madly Deeply in here. Anyway. That's right. So... Jessica, yes. did you do a deep dive? I did. Let's hear about that. <laughs> uh, lots of sites about the band Candy Hearts popped up in the right. search results for oh, this. Oh, I have a story. <laughs> do you remember Candy Hearts? We've never seen them live. I've no. never seen them live either. But in 2012, when you were working for a jewelry company, okay. just putting that in your head, not that anyone out there needs to know, but I'm just saying, I picked you up from your job, Yeah. and I had recently been listening to the band Candy Hearts. So I played them for you, and I'm like, check out this band. They're really cool. They're like pop punk with a girl singer. And I played it for a couple seconds, and you're like, is this Taylor Swift? <laughs> and I was so offended. Now, I do, I did, once you said that, I was like, oh, I do hear a quality of their vocal range that is similar to the girl from Candy Hearts, which now the band's now called Best Exes. But I hear a similar cadence in her voice to Taylor <laughs> Swift. But they're not the same at all. <laughs> Candy Hearts was a thing like on Spotify was like, we have new music that you might like. And then it was like an EP that they had a couple years ago. And I was actually obsessed with that EP. And then their, I listened to their previous full-length album. And I, it was okay. But then their newer full-length album came out. And I was also obsessed with that like right around the time we moved to Los Angeles. And then they changed their name to Best Exes, and they kind of, like, modern alternified their music, like, some more electronic elements. And I was like, oh, this is okay. But I wasn't into it. 
Did you have anything to say about the band Candy Hearts? Uh, no, I didn't. I did not really <laughs> okay. remember listening to them. <laughs> I do remember what you when you brought me like a pop punk band, and I thought it was Taylor Swift. Though I do remember that. Um, it's like this is Taylor Swift's <laughs> secret pop punk project. <laughs> like I don't even know why you would think that based on what I was playing for you. I don't think I actually thought it was Taylor Swift. I was just like, oh, it sounds like Taylor Swift. I Maybe you know. thought it was like a mashup or something. Someone Maybe. had like re- taken her vocals. <laughs> so I found some reviews on Sputnik Music. Now Sputnik Music is something that comes up a lot and I rarely click into it because it's mainly lyrics. I don't think we've ever talked about it before. Probably not, because it does come up, and it's usually just a lyric site, I mean, that I usually see, but this actually has a review. So their general user rating for this is a 2.8, which is apparently good. I don't really know the <laughs> format of this site. Um, so, <laughs> so this person rated it a 1.5, which is very poor, and they said, candy hearts taste like chalk and depression. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, you know what tastes worse than candy hearts? Circus peanuts. The candy. Oh, yeah. Not, not. I mean, an actual bag of peanuts at the circus. That sounds great. But the candy circus peanuts, gar- garbage. Sometimes the I... worst thing in the world. Sometimes I think, man, I want some some circus peanuts, and then I'll, like I'll buy. I would like buy a bag, and I'd be like, this is really nasty. I've made a huge mistake. Why did I do this? Why did I think it was going to be good this time? It's never I good. I don't know why, but circus peanuts taste like being told to sit in the corner. <laughs> That's what circus peanuts taste like to me. Did they give them to you at like your preschool or <laughs> Was something? it like a punishment? Yeah. I don't think so. That's just like when I think of the off, because I was a little kid. Or they gave them to you during snack time or something. And then like later you got in trouble and they're like, Danny, go sit in the corner. Maybe. I have a very like vivid memory as a kid being with my mom like shopping in lexington massachusetts and going into a little candy shop and seeing circus peanuts and th- and thinking they looked so good yeah big fluffy fake peanuts yeah. they look so good and i love peanut butter or oh, they're orange yeah i thought they taste like peanut butter they do not taste like peanut butter <laughs> and asking for them and my mom being like i don't know if you're gonna like these yeah. <laughs> and i i was probably really young yeah but i just it, it maybe was like one of my first memories of real disappointment <laughs> And that's why it tastes. And then, and then when you're a little kid, a major disappointment is when an adult tells you to go like stand in the corner. So that's why I connect those two thoughts in my head. Um, so this person rated it as zero point zero, and it says three cute if pointless jingles. Bump if you like candy hearts heart. Oh, this is a review of the whole EP. Oh uh, yeah, this is a review of the whole EP. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I'm stacking candy hearts over here while we talk. Uh, the next person gave it a 3.0. This is a cute little EP with a couple fun songs. Candy Hearts is an absolute banger. Agreed. That's right. That's right. This song slaps. The song <laughs> does slap. Uh, That's trendy talk that I always forget to use. <laughs> Just like this trendy candy heart that says, that says, that says, that says, Where's a trendy one? I'm only seeing classic words. Never mind. Uh, the next person gave it a 1.5. Goat. There's one here that says it goat. It's the goat. Um, so the next person gave it 
a 1.5. They said all three songs feel really, really forced lyrically and everything else feels too familiar to be remotely interesting. Uh, I dropped my candy heart tower right when you said that. <laughs> the next person gave it a 5.0, which is apparently a classic rating. So the so the rating is out of 5. It is out of 5. And then you said the top rating was like 3.2 or something? The overall rating of the album on this site is a 2.8. 2.8. So how's that a good rating? That's below middle. 3 is know. 3 is like a is like a C. <laughs> this is like a D rating. So this person who gave it a classic, their username is Reliant Yay, which is an awesome <laughs> username. Uh, they said Brilliant return to form in the punkish sound style in Candy Hearts. Definitely not pointless. Although each song could be considered, although each song could be considered a little silly, which I was a fan of in their first albums. Agreed. Uh, each one does have a deeper meaning behind it. I enjoy the witty lyrics and story in BMI Va- Val- in BMI Valentine. And Happy Valentine's was certainly more lighthearted, which I'm fine with. It was the only song reminiscent of their new style. Right. You know, I would not agree that this is like their old style. The the song we're talking about, Mm -hmm. Candy Hearts. Like, just because they have that pop punk sound that we've talked about that you've been looking for. Yeah. (laughs) That pop punk sound you've been looking for. Yeah. Just because they have that sound with like mm-hmm and five score, and then they have that pop rock with punk influence in the first three albums, the sound of this song is not to me reminiscent of their like classic pop rock pop punk sound. Right, I it's think, a different yeah. thing, and I and I, again I can't quantify it into language correctly, but like I said, this more reminds me of like the slightly more punk things you might find in grunge. Sort of. Okay. Like, you know. Yeah. But it's 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 not like Reliant K pop punk. So I, I can so I can understand someone hearing this song and being like, wow, Reliant K is playing a pop punk style thing again. Cool. That's great. They're back. And I'm like, no, they're not back. I mean, <laughs> I hope they're back. I'm just saying, like, this is not a return to that form. This is a whole different type of pop punk punk rock sound that I have not heard them do before. Other than the fact that the opening chord sounds like chapstick. Right. Uh, then I have, we've visited the site before, 365 Days of Inspiring Media. So this was written by Josh. This is, again, a write-up on the whole EP. Um, but Josh does go through uh, a little bit of each song. The guys from Can't Know Higher were back at it. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to read a review for anything after the first three albums that doesn't start with, (laughs) bless you, that doesn't start with, bless you, that doesn't start with the guys from Can't Know Ohio, this band from Can't Know Ohio, this band from Ohio, the Ohio guys, and then also mention Blink-182 ten times. Right, and I want to find a review where people aren't like, this is a great song for jamming in your car. Yeah. (laughs) So... The guys from Canton, Ohio are back at it again. Lead singer Matt Thiessen and guitarist Matt Hoops are the founding members of the pop rock duo Reliant K. And on the heels of releasing probably their most musically and lyrically diverse album yet, 
in Air for Free, as well as a short but punchy and confronting EP, the creepier ep Matt and Matt are proud to release a Valentine's Day-themed EP, Truly Madly Deeply. While these three short songs are along the lines of the creepier ep in terms of the songs having nothing to do with Jesus at all... Oh, yeah. Have you not heard Collapsible Lung? This rather timely release is still quite confronting... What does that mean? As both Mads subtly ask the question about why we celebrate the holiday. I feel like we've we've read this before. It must be this site had the same general thing to say about about Creepier. creepier. I remember he, yeah, no, I remember this completely when we talked about, what's the first song off the Creepier EP? Um, Halloween Blues. Halloween Blues. I remember him talking about how like, yeah, his his whole hype, his whole thesis of the Creepier EP was... This this is like about how you it's shouldn't not celebrate. You shouldn't celebrate the holiday because when he refers to ghosts and goblins and violence in the songs in the creepier <laughs> here, he's like, "We're confronting the evils of Halloween." I'm like, "No, Reliant K loves Halloween, and they're just having fun <laughs> singing about right. the stuff that goes along with that." Because yeah, we've definitely read this guy before. It's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks since we found someone online who just simply cannot reconcile Reliant K having songs that aren't about Christ right. or God yeah. or Christian themes because there's the common theme we see where something that is obviously a love song to another human being, people try to wedge in a religious allegory and we're like, no, don't do that because then there's lines in the song that are actually right. sound really bad right. to be religious allegories. Faking my own suicide being the number one we've ever come up with. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's other there's then there's there's this guy who reviews apparently he reviewed both the holiday EPs. And and it's like a copy and paste of the creepier EP yeah. review. And there's nothing religious. There's nothing Christ-based, Christian-based in these songs. Right. And they're just songs. Like, that's, that's like the... I hope he goes on to... I I didn't pre-read this article. I hope he goes on to talk about BMI Valentine, because I want to know what he thinks about that. Right. (laughs) Um, So, as both Matt subtly ask the question about why we celebrate the holiday, do they? They don't. No, he said that about Creepier EP as well. Long after the seven minutes of the EP are over, there are still more issues to ponder over. No, there aren't. (laughs) No, it's just a fun little song about him and his girl looking over candy hearts, then going on a date to a sushi bar and getting in a fight in an alley, possibly with a dumpster. That's what the song's about. It's not raising questions about what is a, what is a holiday in the context of Christian thought and life. It's not any, any of those. <laughs> just, like, it just looked at me like... Uh... Um, EP opener Candy Hearts is a rocker where Matt T on the surface sings about candy. <laughs> but on a deeper level unpacks a hypocritical relationship where a couple are happily in love but tackle adversity and... Why is that hypocritical? And stumble. How is that hypocritical? Like, I don't... Okay. Okay, this reviewer is leaving it up to us to understand that the couple in the song Candy Hearts is hypocritical. Hypocritical of what? So, like, maybe he thinks that they're showing off this shiny facade of being in a happy relationship, but they aren't really? Is that what he's hinting at? I 
guess so. If, if they're hypocritical and they seem to be all happy, yeah, then it would be like they're saying one. They're saying that they're happy, but they're not. But I don't get that at all. I get that the couple of of this song is like having fun and quirky and and enjoying their time together. And I didn't really pick up that the couple got into a fight. No, I not thought at it all. was more just like like you said, maybe he like stumbled into a trash can or something and yeah right um boy or uh, yeah or like even my thought that maybe he just was like angry about something else and like punched a thing or uh, punched a a whatchamacallit or something um they lost our reservation at the sushi restaurant (laughs) and he punches a dumpster bruises his hand Subtly reassuring us all that any relationship is salvageable in that if I don't know where to start while I'm remembering candy hearts, as complicated as we are, it's not so hard. Reliant K created vintage pop punk goodness here, even if the lyrics and meaning aren't decipherable until a few listens later, with the remainder two pop punk tracks being the next two tracks are not pop punk. No, happy Valentine's. And also, I just want to say, like, because this is helping unwrap a little bit more of the song. This seems to be a very hopeful song about love to me. Like, it's when he says, as complicated as we are, it's not so hard. Yeah. That line seems to say to me, you, it, it's, this is what it says to me. That the singer, the narrator of the song, we always say it's Matt Thiessen, but let's just say the narrator of the song says, hey, you and me in our relationship... We're both two, you know, complicated, odd people. We have a lot of struggle and weird things that we sometimes bring upon ourselves. But life isn't so hard because I've got you in my life. Yeah. That's how I read that line. Yeah. Especially if he's like tangling with a dumpster in the parking lot. Right. Like, I mean, I, And I've, all these I've... quirky, weird <laughs> things. And like bringing on, you know, and, and not feeling in shape for us to get sushi. Right. All these weird little things. It sounds like... A weird little struggle that maybe they're bringing upon themselves, but they've got each other. I'm just repeating the same thing I already said because I'm just figuring this out. This guy, this reviewer, seems to totally miss that and interpret it in a completely different way. Yeah. Somehow, somehow, like it's like that sentiment that sometimes I, I'll, I, I remember from Christian teachings from when I was a kid. It's like. Love isn't really love. Only God's love is real love. Like I would, I definitely heard because I went to a number of different denominations, and sometimes I would hear that thing. It's like, it's like if you're in love with a person, oh, that's great and all, but that's not really true love. God's love is real love, and essentially, I understand what that means. But some pastors would lean way too hard into it and be like, literally, the love that you have for another person or another or an animal or that your child. That sounds like some Scientology teaching right there. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of Christian, not a lot of Christian denominations or pastors would go that heavy into it, but I have heard that really leaned into. It's like whatever you think of as love in this world is nothing. It's stupid and useless, and only God's love is real love. And don't even forget that, and don't even worry about love with anything on earth. Not even talking about sex, just talking about emotion. So I feel, I'm getting that kind Oof. of vibe. Yeah. I'm getting that kind of vibe from this, that kind of like hardcore yeah. Christian thing, <laughs> which I... is not my experience with most people I know from church and different churches and schools I went to, but does exist out there. I really didn't think about the lyrics much before <laughs> today, <laughs> so, before sitting down at this table. So. 
<laughs> but I know he's wrong. <laughs> hey, as complicated as these lyrics are, they're not so hard. Yeah. Uh, the reviewer goes on to say, uh, with the two remainder pop punk tracks being Happy Valentine's, where Matt happily recounts the good times with his special someone, and BMI Valentine, where Matt adopts a persona who is lonely and has no one to share Valentine's Day with, one could say that the band are selling out in the fact that they are no lo- in the fact that they no longer want to minister to Christians anymore. This <laughs> okay. But I, but I, <laughs> no, okay. Can we just unpack that for one second? I can absolutely, you know, I understand that mindset in, say, the days of like, mm hmm, and five score, where, you know, if you knew them in the first three albums and you knew that they were a ministry band and maybe they're stopping with the ministry stuff, they're writing more songs that are about secular relationships and love and whatever. But at this point in their career, they have had plenty of that, right? Like, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I was like, when did they stop being a ministry band? I'm not really sure. Somewhere in there, somewhere Mm -hmm. five score. Like, I didn't see them live enough to know how much were they ministering or not. Doesn't really matter to me, just saying, as a thing in their history, curious of where it is. Because my guess was, "Mm hmm, since that's what kind of took them to that next level. Right. And that more, like, secular level that, you know, you wouldn't be ministering during a secular show. Like, I saw them for the first time with Good Charlotte and Simple Plan. So, obviously, they're not, like, going to stop and give a little ministry thing in the middle of that because they were opening for those two bands. So, my problem with this review is at this late in the game to say Reliant yeah. K is selling out. <laughs> to, what, do you, what do you mean? Again, have you not heard Collapsible They're Lung? making a little EP that's, you know, pretty much just going to be for their fan base. Like, yeah. this is not some majorly oh, yeah. marketed thing. This is not like a feature-length album, that they're full-length album, that they're going to push out there with a ton of marketing. Like, this is just for the fans to find. You know what I mean? People who want to dig into small releases and deeper cuts. How And this is selling out because now they're singing about songs that don't have a clear religious theme. That's ridiculous <laughs> to, to say that this late in the game. Well, we might have jumped the gun because he said, while well, he said one, one could say that the band are selling out and the fact that they no longer want to minister to Christians anymore. But what I would say to these doubters is that the guys are creating music for all people and are well, ministering okay. well, to I a spoke too soon. and are ministering to a culture and a medium where ever listener <laughs> wherever listener isn't necessarily Christian. Right. Yeah. They've been doing that for a while. Yep. Um So a release like this, as superficial as it may sound, could be and most likely is needed in this day and age, with many people feeling alone in this world, like no one loves them, and others who may be feeling on top of the world because everyone loves them, and yet others in a relationship may be in a rut. These three songs encompass all of those feelings and emotions. And for all of us single people, myself included, who may be discouraged... Uh, at first from the CP and the focused subject matter know that God has prepared our future spouse for us long before we or they ever breathed our slash their first breath. 
So while we may lament that, woe is me, I'm going to be single forever, know that God's timing is everything and trust in his almighty plan. While the band do not offer That just seems like an aside that doesn't... Like, I don't disagree necessarily with the... I can't take I can't take umbrage with that, but to somehow piece it together from the ideas of this album that the reviewer had is a stretch. While the band do not offer up any alternatives as to how to stop the rut of being single or how to patch up a broken relationship, <laughs> um, sure they do. It's in a book called the complex <laughs> oh, yeah. infrastructure known as the female mind. You can according hear according to Reliant K. <laughs> according to Reliant K, you can hear all about that on our Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/SadieHawkinsPod. <laughs> We're talking about that book uh, once, once or twice a month along with other premium episodes like K for Karaoke and side projects, related bands like Ace Troubleshooter we'll be talking about. Check us out. $2, $5, and $10 tiers. What is left unsaid is... We're totally selling out like this person's (laughs) talking about. Um, What is left unsaid is probably best as it leaves the EP open to interpretation. Some may choose to stay single forever, and others may date exclusively in their hope to find the one. And that's okay. But let us stop for a second and think about why we do what we do. When our motivations are right, then out of our actions, then others around us, inclusive of our future spouses and our loved ones, can and will see Christ in us. If they see Jesus during a romantic holiday and a loving gesture, then so be it. It's unconventional, but God works in anything he wants to. So should you listen to Reliant K's new offering or not? It's up to you whether you want to feel happy and loved or lament that you're alone at the moment. In the last few sentences of this review, I feel like I was confronting this. I was so confrontational to this review when you first started reading it. And in the end, it's like he agreed to disagree with me because he's like, hey, you want to listen to a Christian band that isn't singing about Christian stuff? That's fine. I was like, oh, because I could have sworn you had a problem with that the whole review. Yeah, it's I'm getting whiplash and I'm so exhausted now. I don't even want to read the Jesus Freak Hideout (laughs) review. (laughs) Well, I just don't. I've never understood the mindset, even when I was like sort of the most intertwined into like Christian into the mainline Christian way of thinking that at least existed in New England it was slightly different as I've learned from how it might have existed in the rest of the country even when I was intertwined with that way of thinking I never understood the problem of there being a band that can have some Christian songs and some other songs yeah like it, it was like if they were going to be a Christian band, they can only sing about... Some people would think, if they're a Christian band, they can only ever sing about Jesus, only ever sing about themes that are biblical or somehow play into and can open discussion for Christian thinking. I never understood that. Sometimes bands are just bands. Sometimes yeah. you just make music. If you're a worship band, yes, of course, every song has to be about <laughs> giving a way for people to worship along to the music. But if you're Five Iron Frenzy and you want to write christian you know songs that are about a love for christ and then sing songs about we're going to canada to buy milk in a bag like that's not a problem they can do that if they want to because they're a band that goes on tour and plays rock venues they can make their art however they like it yeah they can do whatever they want they want to sing about banging after church when the kids watching (laughs) cartoons that's fine whatever man 
Oh man, I just made the most emo thing over here. <laughs> I I took a candy heart that said "Miss You," and I broke it in two. But the "Miss You" is all on the left side, so it's intact. Look at this. I'm I'm looking at it. It's so Tom DeLonge right there. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So anyway. <laughs> I keep getting a ton of notifications on my phone that we've been followed. Danny, were you like doing a bunch oh, of social you media talking, stuff earlier? So yeah, while you were talking, <laughs> while you were reading through that review, I needed to fidget with something. And I'm like, <laughs> if I'm going to fidget with something, instead of just clicking the CD open and close, why don't I go on Twitter and just like every tweet that mentions Reliant K so people know we exist? That's what you call grassroots free promotion of a Twitter account. So... Jesus Freak Hideout. Jesus Freak Hideout. I do want to hear a little bit about it. I'll try not to harp on it if it's got if it's if I disagree with it. It's fine. I think it's just I'm just gonna read the Candy Hearts part. So this is from Jesus Freak Hideout, and they give the overall um, EP uh, three and a half out of five stars. Reliant K has been quite busy over the past half year, releasing a long studio album as well as two surprise seasonal EPs. Their latest surprise comes in the form of a three-track Valentine's EP, Truly Madly Deeply, along with a music video for one of the songs. The EP opens with Candy Hearts, a song which sees frontman Matt Thiessen singing in an unusually raspy voice. Out of the three tracks, this one is most in line with the band's traditional genre, pulling a few cues from their pop-punk roots. Although the lyrics aren't necessarily Reliant K's sharpest material, they do exude a healthy dose of quirk. I don't know where to start opening a bag of Candy Hearts lay them on the table one by one see if we can make up something fun and that's what they had to say just about candy hearts that's quaint and nice (laughs) compared to the other one short sweet to the point no comments from me the peanut gallery (laughs) so uh let's get into stuff that i found let's open up a bag of youtube and see if we can make up something fun (laughs) there's the music video yeah which I don't know this for certain, but I'm wondering if this is actually the live recording. Like, if this is them playing the song live right then. Maybe. I mean, you know if they mean? did, like, a few takes of it or whatever. Because right. there's different camera angles, and they probably just shot it with a single camera. I mean, right. that would be my best guess. I mean, yeah, perhaps if they um, did this song live. I did wonder the same thing, because it's just them in black and white playing on yeah. the stage. There's not much going on in the video, Overall, artistically, it's just black and white, like you said. Them on a stage, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Bon Jovi music mm-hmm. video. One birthday in like two thousand eight or seven, I bought you "Slippery When Wet" the Bon Jovi dual disc, where one side's a DVD and one side's a CD. Yeah. And we put in the DVD side and watched all of the Bon Jovi music videos, and Bon Jovi's music videos are all the same. Yep. It's just live footage. Sometimes we you know edited together to the song. Sometimes in black and white. Sometimes in color, sometimes with behind-the-scenes footage cut into the the concert footage. Sometimes the behind-the-scenes footage is black and white and the concert's in color. Sometimes it's the opposite. Yep. Sometimes most of it's in black and white except for a couple shots in color when they're suddenly in the studio. Yeah. But it's there's never any stories, at least for the Slippery When Wet videos. There's never... April. <laughs> she She's doesn't like... How like, dare how you? How dare you badmouth bon, bon John Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. So that's what this video is for Candy Hearts. It's just black and white footage of them on stage. And because I assumed, and because I've assumed that they recorded this the same way as Creepy EP, where they're 
live on stage at a soundtrack or whatever and play the song, record it. Yeah, maybe they did a couple of takes there wherever they recorded it. It doesn't... I'm, I guess it doesn't say on our... Uh, no, it doesn't say on the vinyl where they recorded it. I love the color, though. Yeah, the, the color vinyl. of the vinyl it's itself. so pretty. The label it's like a, is, it's this like nice, is this nice kind of like slightly darkish pink. Yeah. And then looks like a watermelon. the clear vinyl... Yeah, it does look like watermelon. <laughs> it's like a nice minty blue. It's very pretty. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I just tossed <laughs> it across the room <laughs> by mistake. Um, so... Yeah, that's my theory, is maybe this is actually not... It could... Not not all the footage may be the take that we hear that is the final song, but maybe this is the actual recording session where they did the song. So it says that it was filmed and edited in Ottawa, Ontario by Jake, Germ- uh, Jake Germany. Nice. Is his last name. I guess so. Shot and, I would assume, directed shot is the same thing in this sense by that person, Jake Germany. Jake Germany. That's such an unusual last name, Germany. Yeah. Shout out Suns fans. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I'm just looking at some comments to see if anyone happens to know. I guess we could have, I could have done a deep dive where I specifically look into how this was recorded. And if that is the case, if this is the footage, but I'm not seeing that right now. So that's for another time. That's the kind <laughs> of in-depth you know, making sure we do all our research that you have come to expect from Sadie Hawkins pod. And that we absolutely failed you with this week. Uh, but here is, so this says it's the very first time they played it live um, in Toronto, Ontario. I don't, nice. I'll see if there's a date when I bring up the, the video. Um, well, it was uploaded February 11th, 2017. For the first time ever in Toronto, Ontario at the Phoenix Concert Theory for the Looking for America tour. Uh, oh, yeah. I, they Wait, I thought di- you said it was in Ottawa. Well, the the music video was shot in oh, Ottawa. Oh, okay, cool. So three days before Valentine's, and then I think they got yeah, it so out. so maybe they did record it then, and then, like, their next show, like, their show first show was Ottawa, then their next show was Toronto. Yeah. So, but this says that they're playing it live for the first time. Okay. So maybe they had just written it, and maybe then they performed yeah. it in Toronto, and then the next night or night after they were in Ottawa, oh, yeah. and they recorded it there before the show started. Again, we have these like magical like pocket computers that we could totally look this information <laughs> we up could. on. Maybe you can do that while I play this footage. So I have two videos of this same performance because one has an intro that Tyson gives, but the other sounds better. So here's the first one. By Josiah Botting with an intro where he explains the song, where Tyson explains the song. Should I release the ultra secret information? I think tonight's enough. Okay, tonight's enough. Let me get it out of my pocket. We have ultra secret information, which says uh, we're putting out a Valentine's Day EP, hopefully before Valentine's. So there, Tyson said, hopefully before Valentine's. So that makes me think that the history of this song is they're on tour they think to themselves we're gonna write some some uh valentine's day songs and we're gonna get them out there in time but we're recording on the road we're writing on the road who knows if we're gonna get this done in time it's february 11th and he's still not sure if it's gonna come out in time yeah last time we were on this tour it was halloween time and so We waited till three days before Halloween and we recorded a bunch of Halloween songs. Now it's right before for February 14th, so we're going to do a couple Valentine's Day songs. This one's called Candy Hearts. We've never played it for anybody ever. The guys don't even know it. I'm just going to 
you try, it's gonna be wild. This is gonna be wild. Okay. Is Hoops wearing a shirt that says Bieber? Oh, I don't know. You, you can look in the other video, because now we're cutting to a different YouTube video of the exact same performance that I personally think sounds better than that one. This is by Kent Janahan. Kent Janahan uploaded the same one, and this he's a little further back, so it sounds a little better. Here you go. This is going to be wild. This is going to be wild. So how do you think that sounds? It sounds great. Yeah. I mean, it sounds exactly the same <laughs> as the recording. <laughs> okay, so this may, okay, so I got a little confused by the last one. Um, <laughs> you can't see his shirt, whether it says Bieber. Uh, no, in not this video. The, in the further way. I'll one. go back to the other video. Uh, YouTube confused me on the dates a little. Here's more of the facts. It's February 8th when they're playing it here for the first time. So okay. a couple more days than I thought. Not just three days, but... Uh, more like more like a week almost. February eighth. I'm looking at the song kick listing. And by the way, we talk about Setlist FM. They're good for checking out Setlist, but Song Kick is, in my personal opinion, better for looking at tour history. Um, on February fourth, they were in Seattle. On the eighth, they were in Toronto, Ontario. Then on the ninth, they were in London, Ontario. And then on the 10th, they were in Ottawa, which is where okay. they shot the video. Okay. So that kind of clears that up a little bit. I'm still not, I still don't know factually if it's in Ottawa where they recorded the actual song. But Toronto on February 8th, they play the song for the first time. Two days later, they're in Ottawa and they film the music video. The next day, they're in Portland, Maine. Then they're in New Haven, Connecticut uh, on the 12th. They take the 13th off. And then on the 14th, they're in Knoxville. It's so funny because they're like up in Canada and New England and yeah. then suddenly they take a day off and they're in Knoxville on Valentine's Day. Uh, and I think I have Knoxville footage because he's like, we, he'll say, you know, we got the video, we got the EP out. Because when you listen to his intro, he's like not even sure if they're going to get this EP right. pulled yeah, off yeah. or not. Sorry, release the ultra secret information. Yes. <laughs> so hoop shirt. <laughs> Hoop shirt in Toronto, Ontario, does say Bieber. Um, oh, and then here's Connecticut. Okay. So now that I'm actually looking at, this, <laughs> at the tour history, this is making a lot more sense. Um, well, then when do they go to Rochester? Because they also played it in Rochester. Jeez, this is like this is a this is a an onion that I'm unraveling with two different phones, one with the tour history in my <laughs> left hand and one with the YouTube videos in my right hand. Huh, Rochester is not listed on Songkick. Songkick, you let me down. Interesting. Okay. Well, um so here's 
one more live video that we'll play. This is Connecticut, and I can tell you from Song Kick, <laughs> I'm a real detective right now. Um, okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, there's Rochester. Rochester is February 18th. Okay, nice. so they were still playing it a couple days after. Uh, yeah. So here's, let's play Rochester. Here's Rochester on February 18th. A couple days you after. You can play the song anytime. It rocks. Yeah. You can't buy Candy Hearts anytime, but you can always listen to the song, Candy Hearts. <laughs> oh, when they kick in, I guess it doesn't sound so good. <laughs> so we'll move on to other videos that I found. Um, here is the ARTV review of the EP. And I don't know what I think of this review, but we'll see. I'm fishing through these candy hearts a little bit, and I'm like, a lot of these, like all of these are just song titles. If this one says Rockstar, is an orange one that says Rockstar. <laughs> Miss You, that is a song like, title, kiss like I me, said. Uh, you and Me. Peace. Goat's gotta be a song, right? Call Me is three, three quarter, two quarters of a song title. Yeah. Hey everyone, John from ARTV. It's time for a review of the new Valentine's Day themed EP by alternative band Reliant K. They seem to have a knack for putting out EPs at the holidays now. I'm surprised they didn't do one for Christmas because they did one for Halloween last year and now they're doing one this year for Valentine's Day. Why would they do an EP for Christmas when they have a full yeah. album? Yeah. <laughs> did he forget or did he just like kind of riffing? Now, a little bit of my history with Reliant K. They are one of the first bands that I ever really got into back in the day. Air For Free was one of the best albums of 2016, in my opinion. I still come back to that album. I actually came back to it about a week ago, recently purchased the album on vinyl. A fantastic release. Very, very proud of them for getting back on track after the disaster that was collapsible. <laughs> well, we know where this guy stands on collapsible long. <laughs> Now, I'm going to cut him off a little bit with something he says here. He says that he loves the fact that they wrote these songs, recorded them, and got them on the internet, like, within days, basically, of the plan coming together, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that, there is a similar story to that, at least what we're told about Collapsible Lung. That you said it last week with Can't Complain, that some of these, some of Can't, uh, Collapsible Lung was basically written in an afternoon. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, they spent a little bit more time in the recording, Right. But I just love that, and I, I actually left a kind of snarky comment. Danny. On the YouTube video as Sadie Hawkins pod. <gasps> oh, no. Right here. <laughs> Five days ago, I wrote. Uh, you have to consult me before making big <laughs> pod decisions like this, Dan. I wrote, the way of writing a song and then just quickly recording it is how Collapsible Long was done, actually. Obviously, they spent more time in post on Collapsible Long. Actually, I should have said they spent more time recording and on post. Uh, but most of the songs were recorded right after writing. Funny that's considered a positive attribute for this EP, but not for Collapsible Lung. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, uh, I'm out there starting feuds with ARTV. Hand me that yellow one that says cool. That's another great song. Total banger. By Who's it by? What's... Gwen Stefani. Oh. 
Now with this Valentine's Day EP, Truly Madly Deeply, we get a full band experience for the most part. Obviously there's an acoustic track on there that we're going to talk about, but we get more of a full band experience. The band actually posted a photo of a lot of different guys, not just Matt and Matt, working on this thing, and I was excited to see that, and it definitely shows on the opening track, Candy Heart. So I haven't seen that photo before, probably. Maybe I have seen it before, but yeah, it's Dave, Matt, Matt, and the other two guys who we need yep. to learn who they are. Yep. So they premiered this one live just a day after they wrote it and just put it out in the world just like that. That quick of a turnaround time from writing, recording, and then just playing it live. And I like that Reliant K are kind of in this DIY phase at this point. They're not really caring that much about the label. I believe they're still on mono versus stereo and attached to Goatee Records as well. But again, only because I'm a contrarian against people who hate Collapsible Lung. I don't love Collapsible Lung that much, <laughs> but I just love to argue with people who really hate it. Like, Reliant K didn't care about what people's reactions were to Collapsible Lung, seemingly. Right. And he's like, I love that Reliant K doesn't care when they put together the Truly Madly Deeply EP. I hated Collapsible Lung. They had the, seemingly, they had the exact same <laughs> sentiment when they did that album. Um, but they're kind of just mostly doing things independently, and I think that those labels are giving them free reign, and I like that. I think that's always how Reliant K has gone. I don't think, as far as... Except not, when they were with uh, Capital. Yeah, but I feel like they've always because they've talked about their relationship with Capital. And I mean, story you know, story to story. I'm sure I have no idea, but it seems like they always talk about how like Capital did a lot for them, and they're mm -hmm. glad for the time. Right. And they always they seems like they're a band who have always got I to do what they want. I think we read a review want. though where they were they said that they wanted the album to be more poppy than they wanted it to be for uh for Five Score. Who want uh, the, I believe the, the label wanted it more poppy. Yeah. I mean, sure, like, but. I don't know, Reliant K just seems to me that like their overall story, as far as their behind the music goes, yeah. I don't get a lot of sense of the label told them this is what they oh, have yeah. to do. Yeah. Even with Collapsible Lung, people who hear that album probably think this is the label telling them this is where you got to go, Reliant K, but from all intents and purposes, it seems like it was Matt's decision for Collapsible Lung to be what it was. Yeah. So, or both Matt's or something. I wish we were in communication with a band member and we could just full on <laughs> ask, like, hey, what's up with Collapsible Lung? So anyway, I feel like I feel like we got yeah. the idea with ARTV. So uh, so yeah, it's discussion of the song. So let's get into covers. Now there's no fan music, there's no FMVs. There's no AMVs. There's no, you know, weird stuff cut together with the song. That's right, because you tweeted that you were surprised that there were no shipping there videos. There were no shipping videos, uh, to which I responded to you. It's because it's a fast IRL. Song. It's because it's a fast song. Right. Shipping videos tend to go with, um, like, those slower, uh, more melancholy jams and more, like, whatever. Right. S slow songs. So uh, the first cover we have, then is this is full van full band cover featuring wait who is this <laughs> what's the name <laughs> of your band <laughs> full band cover of reliant k's new song candy hearts enjoy and feel feel free to leave some feedback down below i guess this is there's not a band it says full band cover featuring josiah the dream ruiner stringer so I guess Josiah, the dream ruiner, Stringer, maybe just did the full band cover himself. Or Daniel Flores, who is the YouTube channel, just does a full band thing. Oh, okay. But it, I cannot see a band name here. Oh, this is this 
is mine and Josiah's full band cover. Oh, there you go. Also, this is like a low... I guess I can tell... I can tell the bottom left and the top right are the same guy, but I cannot tell who if the top guy on the left matches any of the other people. So I can't tell which one's Josiah and which one's Daniel, but this is what their cover sounds like. Josiah is an old school name. That's like <laughs> like Amish meets 20 Kids and Counting or whatever that show was kind of a name. You're telling me. <laughs> I don't know where to start Opening about your candy hearts Name our table one by one See if we can make up something fine Don't know where to start Opening about your candy hearts Name our table one by one See if we can make up something fine Should be easy cause you're so true I like that he didn't go for the scream. Same. I like I that laid back version of the scream. I like that he went just like lower and yeah. like chill. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, same. I didn't mean to offend anybody with the name of Josiah. It was just like, <laughs> oh, it's not like a name you hear all the time unless you're in my household and you have to hear about another podcast where one of the uh, well, I was gonna say, name is Josiah. Don't worry about but... offending people named Josiah because I do it all the time. Uh... <laughs> but it's just such an old school name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's like Martha or... Um, Why'd you say that name? <laughs> or Mabel. You don't meet a lot of Mabels now. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> Batman also doesn't like the name Mabel. Or he does love the name Mabel. Um, I just want to hear sort of the bridgy part of the song by the Dream Ruiner, I guess. I just don't... I wish they had a band name. I also like that. Yeah. I like how not today, not today. They, I like it. They take it and they make it their own. I like yeah. it. The whole thing. It's great. Good job, Josiah and Daniel or whatever the other kid's name was and your ruiner of lives or whatever your band name is. I'm very uncomfortable thinking that anyone named Josiah and Daniel are <laughs> making positive things in the world. Um, so here's a band called Less Than Three. Uh, and I guess it's another full band cover. I don't remember. We'll see in one second. I don't know where to store. Opening a bag of candy. Lay on the table and one by one. See if you can make up something fun. Um, interesting. 
I could say certain things about it. What I'll say about it is like, you know, some songs on SoundCloud are like a little rough, right? Because it's people just doing their best. If I found this r- randomly on like a cassette, I'd be like, oh, this song's great. <laughs> like if I was at a record shop mm-hmm. and I bought this on a yeah. cassette for $2, right. I'd be like, wow, they did a great job. But then when you, when I know it's a cover of a song that I like, uh, you know, I'm a little, maybe a little bit more judgy. Let's hear how he does the bridgey part. I've got these foreign scores from a tangle with a dumpster in a parking lot. And I wish there was a sofa and a comfy spot where I could wish the day away. But not today, not today. If I don't know where to start. I like the programmed drums. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's cool. Like, if he was doing a it little... Is. If he was doing something a little different with the vocals, like, either... He's not hitting it with the vocals. So if he was hitting it a little bit better with the vocals or making it worse, like, more grimy, then it would be right. a really cool track. Yeah, for sure. Um, and let's see. My phone is about to die. <laughs> oh, good. The char- <laughs> I had the cord in and oh. it wasn't charging. Um... He hooked it up to my laptop, which we're recording in, and now it's like, um, it's all like, oh, it's like going crazy. There <laughs> what the go. heck is this phone? Yeah. Okay. So PK1 is someone that we've come across in the past, and they always yeah. have really great covers, and yeah. this is their Candy Hearts. Lots of full band covers this week, which is great. Three full band covers, because then we have someone else coming up with an acoustic one. But for now, here's one more full band cover by PK1. <laughs> went for the yell and that's I think like a classic pop punk sound that yeah. sounds more pop punk than the original track yeah to me yeah like that sounds very i, I think maybe something in the vocal as well but it's a little more polished sounding You're, as well yeah. so it's it has that more like like shiny pop punk kind of feel to it right maybe i focused too much on the word grunge earlier in this episode i should have said there's a side of alternative rock that's influenced by punk pop punk but it's not punk or pop punk mm-hmm. it's just like punk influenced alternative and that's like what i think of as jawbreaker and that's what i think of as this track but yeah that's really good pk1 stands (laughs) pk1 stands for quality pretty cool one that's what it stands for i'd made that up uh now here's john savage john savage is back and i'm pretty sure this is an acoustic version uh let's check this out talking about someone who always provides quality Uh, 
star Open back any heart We're laying on the table one by one See if we can make up something fun It's so easy cause you're so true Open back any heart Played it in the upper by the rusty cars Who's looking anyway? No one's looking anyway And I've got I don't I don't know if John did this on I don't know if John Savage did this on purpose I can't imagine he did Or if this somehow it's in the roots of the existing song But something about these chords that he's playing Sounds like Love Song for a Savior by Jars of Clay <laughs> you, you know that song you, you, I don't expect you to know from that Thing, but it's the song that every Christian who got married in the 90s walked down the aisle to. Let me play it for a second for you. There's also Love Song for a Vampire by Annie Lennox, apparently. But that's not what I'm trying to play, and it won't play. You're so cool. See, but you'll recognize the song in a second. You never heard this? I, you lost me until the chorus, and the right. chorus kicked in, and I was like, oh, okay, now I know this song. <laughs> now right. I know I've heard this. <laughs> um, but that just sounds like this to me. Just the chords. Right? Yeah. It's a little time of your lifey as well. I guess so. I don't know. No? Could be. Time of your life is the secular love song for a savior. (laughs) Um, But yeah, John's cover is great. I just wanted to hear his chorus part, uh, I mean his bridge part as well. again yeah really great making it your own i love it we love it i feel like for the bridge part though like it's it's great as it's like it's like a jamming around you know jamming on acoustic guitar thing Mm -hmm. but the electricness of the existing bridge right really can only you can only get that emotion from the electric version of Mm -hmm. it from a full band version of it like it's a totally different emotion the bridge hearing an acoustic for me and then we have last one, slow, earnest, electric piano cover is what I call this. And then, we'll okay. talk, and then we'll talk about our worst Valentine's date ever. And then <laughs> we'll get out of here. We can make up something fun. I didn't credit this person. This is Jay Filson on YouTube. Uploaded February 12th, 2017. So... I guess like right when the album, right when they came out, mm-hmm. like that day or, yeah. or the day, yeah. I don't know where to start 
Open in a bag of candy hearts Lay them on the table one by one See if we can make up something fun Should be easy cause you're so true mm, Like way to go And I love you I don't know where to start Breathing in the alley by the rusty cart Thinking I'm in no shape for the sushi bar But who's looking anyway? I've got these foreign scars from a tingle with the dumpster in a parking lot. And- Very See? top 40. And he switched the lyrics <laughs> around. Gonna, did he switch the lyrics he around? He did. And then I was like, I also can't tell if he's saying sushi bar or sushi bot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going to say this sounds like a bit of a CW or like, yeah, or absolutely. like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> like I just saw the show Station 19 for the first time. <laughs> I don't plan on watching anymore. But when like, when like, when they're like trying to save someone's there's like two people and they're trying to save both their lives two separate stories and one's gonna die and one's yeah. gonna live oh yeah and then there's sure. a slow song while they're building up this dramatic moment yeah i've been watching a lot of supergirl recently and oh yeah absolutely <laughs> that happens a lot would go on there okay well that's great i really <laughs> the like song that would fit very well and again i just want to hear how he handles the bridge no one's looking anyway no one's looking anyway yeah like john's acoustic version and this piano version when you kind of strip out the full band you mm-hmm. need the full band to get that full like like whoa like we're going a little we're you know yeah. a little bit of a roller coaster part in the bridge like with just one instrument it's just kind of one emotional tear the whole time it's still great both these cover both those acoustic, yeah. both those solo covers are great for sure but it's just a different emotional response that i feel hearing them so that is candy hearts by reliant k and I'm not sure. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Will you be our Valentine? If you would like to be our Valentine, just give us a call at 402-95-SADIE. <laughs> or hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, which is Sadie Hawkins Pod. Uh, and our email is sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. And also, last thing, I just realized there was top of the show business. Oh. So I hope that Malasaurus13 will forgive me for remembering it at the very end of the episode. But um, there was some, there's some, I guess, I don't know if it's a meme page, but on Instagram, there's some account called My Jesus Jam. I have no idea what else they post, so I hope they're a good account. I have no idea. But they're, uh, they posted a meme that said at and typed the letter S. And then whatever the answer is, is your Valentine. So Malasaurus dot underscore dot 13 okay. wrote at Sadie Hawkins pod. Yes. And then to cry emojis. Nice. So that was nice. And I said, must remember this when we talk about candy hearts next week. And I almost <laughs> completely forgot <laughs> right up to the end. So Happy Valentine's Day to our Valentine, Malasaurus. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And uh, we'll, we'll be sure s- to get you some flowers and some candy. Take you out for a real nice dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to join our Patreon <laughs> and chip in just a little bit at patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. And we didn't mention it, but we're going to keep this Valentine's Day rolling to one more week. Basically, uh, oh. they have lots of love songs, but as far as I'm concerned, it's a... 
to Valentine week. By next week, we're doing uh, candle lights. What's it called? Candlelight. Candlelight and, and flare. flare. I got thrown off because I was like, candy light, candy light. <laughs> so it was a Valentine's double week of songs that start with can. I planned it that way. No, I didn't. We just wasted 102 minutes of your life. 